liked the clean smell of polish everywhere and the bright sunny rooms. She liked the people there. This was because everyone, from Mrs. Briggs the matron to the newest and smallest children, did exactly what Earwig wanted. If Earwig fancied shepherd's pie for lunch, she could get the cook to make it for her. If she wanted a new red sweater, Mrs. Briggs hurried out and bought it for her. If she wanted to play hide-and-seek in the dark, all the children played, even though some of them were frightened. Earwig was never frightened. She had a very strong personality. There were noises from the playroom next door, where the babies and toddlers were lined up too. Earwig could hear people crying out, Oh, isn't she sweet? And... Oh, just look at this little one's eyes. Disgusting, Earwig muttered. What cheek? Earwig liked most of the babies and all the toddlers, but she did not think they were made to be admired. They were people, not dolls. It's all right for you, her friend Custard said. Nobody ever chooses you. Earwig liked Custard best out of everyone at St. Morwald's. He always did exactly what she said. His only fault was that he got scared rather too often. She said soothingly, You never get chosen either. Don't worry. But people hover over me, Custard said. Sometimes they almost choose me. Then he added, very daringly, don't you ever want to be chosen and go to live somewhere else, Earwig? No, Earwig said firmly. But she wondered about it. Might it just be fun to go and live in an ordinary house the way other children did? Then she thought of all the numbers of people in St. Morwald's who all did exactly what she wanted, and she realised that in an ordinary house there would only be two or three people or six at the most. That was far too few to be interesting. No, she said. Anyone who chose me would have to be very unusual. Just then, Mrs. Briggs came hurrying through from the playroom, looking flustered. The bigger ones are in here, she said. If you'd like to follow me, I'll tell you the names and a little bit about each child. Earwig had only time to whisper warningly to Custard, Remember to cross your eyes like I taught you, before a very strange couple followed Mrs. Briggs into the dining room. Earwig could see that they had tried to make themselves look ordinary, but she knew they were not. Not in the least. The woman had one brown eye and one blue one, and a raggedy, ribby look to her face. It was not a nice face. The woman had tried to make it nicer by doing her hair in blue rinsed curls and putting on a lot of purple lipstick. This did not go with her brown tweed suit or her bright green sweater. And none of it went with her big red hat or her sky-blue high-heeled boots. As for the man, the first time Earwig looked at him, 
He looked like anyone you might pass in the street. The second time she looked, she could hardly see him at all. He was like a long black streak in the air. After that, every time she looked at the man, he seemed taller and taller still, and his face seemed grimmer and more frowning. And he seemed to have long ears. By the time the man and the woman were standing in front of Custard, Earwig was almost sure that the man was nine feet tall and that he did have two somethings sticking up from his head. The somethings could have been ears, but Earwig rather thought they were horns. This little boy is John Coster, Mrs. Briggs was saying. Earwig was glad she was not Custard. His parents were both killed in a fire, Mrs. Briggs explained. So sad. Custard.